The machines are getting smarter. This is Tech Talk, brought to you by Skynet. Gary Shannon, on this Thursday, one o'clock hour, we get to talk about some technology stuff. And our friend Mark Salzman. Tech Colin is for USA Today. You can follow him and watch his stuff. You can see on him on Twitter, television. Oh, you see him on TV. He's going to be on while. TV in about uh, twenty minutes or so on Headline News. Oh, that's good. <laughs> talking about smart stuff. Hi, what are Mark. you wearing? Happy New Year. Hi, and Happy New Year to you guys as well. What am I wearing? Yeah. Boy, yeah, for, Shannon. Well, for television. It's just like the calls I get in the middle of the night from you. Yep, I know. <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell anyone um, about those. I'm wearing a hoodie right now, but before I go on CNN headline news, I should probably put on a button down of like, look presentable at least. Yes. Um, yeah. I wasn't expecting this interview, but they asked me to comment on this big computer virus, the first big cybersecurity story of 2018 already, unfortunately. Yeah. Meltdown Inspector. What do we need to know? <laughs> so this uh, is a vulnerability found on the hardware side of almost all major chip makers uh, from the likes of Intel and AMD and ARM. So not just computers, but smartphones and tablets as well. And it was a vulnerability discovered by uh, someone or a team at uh, Google's labs there. And what they discovered was a vulnerability where uh, information could be read on systems that were run, running these chips. And we're talking, again, about a major flaw here, a hardware vulnerability. So the, the it can't delete your information, which is which is still not great to be, for it to be read, but uh, only, but uh, certainly this is something that uh, you're going to need to patch if you haven't already. A patch is a software update. And thankfully, Windows and Android, all these operating systems have already offered this. So chances are you're going to be fine. But it's those holdouts that don't like to update their computers uh, or smartphones for whatever reason because they don't want to sit and wait for that uh, to happen. Uh, you definitely should be doing it because when they ever dis- whenever a, dis- a vulnerability is discovered, there's a-, a patch to repair that hole. So you've got to do it on your end, though. Mm-hmm. Is the, and this is one of those things where consumer level, I mean, Shannon and I, we would be able to do this. We don't have to wait for IT to come in and do this. Correct. Correct. So in most cases, depending on how your phone, tablet, laptop, or desktop is set up, uh, yeah, it sh- you should be able to update the operating system if it's not set to do so already, which is what I always recommend, especially for smart for uh, computers. Whenever Windows or, or the Mac OS has an update, it should t- tell you right away, or, or you can set it to in the middle of the night if you keep it on. Um, then it would update it already. Sometimes when I sit down at my computer in the morning, I see that a patch has already been applied, which I like. And then all the other sort of standard, uh, you know, bits of advice still stand. You know, the, the four big ones have good antivirus. You know, you definitely, even if you're a Mac user, you need to have good anti-malware, anti-malicious software on your computer. Number two is to not click on any suspicious links or emails. Just hit delete. Don't write back. Don't tap or click on any of those. Number three is to always update your your software. We've been talking about your operating system software, especially. And then number four is to proactively back up your important stuff. What, what's the expression? The best defense is a strong offense. So definitely back up your important files. Now, in this case, with Meltdown Inspector, it can't delete your files, but it's still good practice anyways to proactively back up your important uh, documents just in case something happens. If nothing else, just to be in good practice. 
That's exactly it. It's just a good habit to get into. Every couple weeks, every month, there's no you know rule of thumb, but uh, certainly I, I do it on a regular basis. In fact, I have it every night to upload to a secure cloud account that uh, combs through my computer. It looks at whatever has been added, so anything new and anything changed. Let's say I updated a document, and then it will upload it to this uh, secure this secure account. So it makes it almost like a mirror of my hard drive just in case something happens. Well, you mentioned those things and and those four steps there that were all part of what you also said was a good cybersecurity makeover for the start of the year. I mean, that was the column in USA Today. Um, Yeah, that's right. But it included Mm -hmm. the one other thing that you didn't mention, which was, um, at least in terms of this makeover for the new year, is the two-factor authentication. Talk us through that again. Yeah. So not only should you have good passwords for all of your online activity, and a good password is at least seven characters long and a combination of numbers, letters, symbols, um, or you can go with a passphrase, which is a string, a sequential string of uh, words together. But not only should you have that and not, you know, your kid's name or your birthday or your pet's name as your password, but a two-factor authentication is when not only do you need that password to access your stuff, uh, but you also need a one-time code that usually shows up on your smartphone or smartwatch sent to you by the company that you're trying to access, like Google or Dropbox or Facebook, and you also need that code to prove it's you. Because somebody could guess your password or there could be a data breach where, um, you know, millions of passwords are, are leaked, but nobody, the bad guys still can't access your stuff unless they also get that one-time code sent to a trusted device. So that's very important to set up two-step authentication. Yes, it's an extra step. A lot of us, we trade security for convenience. We don't like that extra step, but uh, certainly for, for your important files like uh, the, cl- the cloud, I would say, and your email, go with two-step authentication. For social media, it's up to you, but I think it's more important for you know your, your cloud account and your, your, uh, your emails. Mark, you wrote a column for USA Today about selling your unwanted stuff online and different ways that you can do that. Yeah. So, eBay says that January is, one of, January is one of their busiest months from people who are looking to offload presents that they didn't want. <laughs> oh, that's gifts so they didn't funny. Want. I know it sounds, you know, I mean, I guess, <laughs> is it any worse? I, maybe it is worse than regifting because you're actually gaining, you know, you know, you're actually making money from uh, the gifts that, you know, your, your aunt gave you a sweater that you'll never wear unless you see her. And then you have to make a mental note to wear it when you see her, right? We've all been there. Um, or your tech things, maybe you got, uh, you know, a, a Bluetooth speaker and you already have that exact same one for whatever your reasons are that's all your your own business no, no judging here but uh, people are selling their stuff online so i gave some tips on to do it so one of the most popular ways to do it is through online classifieds like craigslist or let go or kijiji which is owned by ebay and that way you don't have to pay for shipping and you don't have to physically go and mail that parcel to somebody who's buying it from you so you, you want to meet up in person you can do it at a cop shop a lot of police stations around california are what are called uh, kijiji safe zones or craigslist uh, trading zones um that, or at least be in a public spot, like go, go to a coffee shop with a friend just to err on the side of caution since you need to meet a stranger in person to conduct that transaction. It gets trickier when you're selling things like a sofa or a TV where you have to invite them into your home. So just make sure you have someone there with you, again, just to be extra safe. Um, when you're c- coming up with the price to sell your on, uh, your unwanted stuff, um, go a little bit higher than you really want to let it go for because people will negotiate. They will try to talk you down. 
And that way you're not going to have seller's remorse where you let go of something for a lot less than you really wanted to. So if you wanted $200 for that unopened tablet you received under the tree, post it for $250 or $260 and then just you've got some wiggle room there. Um, another tip is to not hold items. There's a lot of flakes on online classifieds. So people will say, oh yeah, I swear I'm gonna be there on Friday, hold it for me. So now you've waited four days and then they're a no-show. So make sure everybody understands it's a first come, first serve. Even though your heart might be in the right place, uh, you know, make sure you just get rid of it as fast as you can because there's a lot of fakes out there who will stiff you or you, you'll correspond with them and they're like, oh wow, they're really interested and then all of a sudden they'll drop off the face of the earth. So <laughs> that happens too. So yeah, that article, you can just Google um, my name, Mark Saltzman, and unwanted stuff online and you'll find that article with a bunch of tips yeah not that you are unwanted stuff um one of the other headlines i wanted to (laughs) ask you quickly about was just about the iphone battery there was a whole big we didn't get to talk about it um since the last time we talked it's become news but that Mm -hmm. apple was intentionally slowing down uh the processing on their old batteries or uh, with the old batteries because they didn't want to wear it out what's going on now with this and and how do we fix the problem if we have iphones So if you have an iPhone 6 or newer, even if you're not experiencing any problems, you could uh, get have Apple sell you a battery for a lot less than what they were charging before. It's now down to $29 instead of $79. And that will ensure the life of your iPhone for a few more years because what Apple has discovered... And they just weren't transparent about this, which is which is what caused the problem. Is that uh, with these older or aging lithium-ion batteries that power these older iPhones, um, they have purposely slowed down the performance of the operating system. So, as what many of us suspected that that was the case, but instead of it being a conspiracy uh, that Apple has uh, is, is is has done, it's more about um, lesser of two evils. It's better for the phone to run a little bit slower than just turn off inter- intermittently. So, what you need to do is uh, go to Apple's website. You can go to an, an Apple authorized, um, you can Apple store, like a Genius Bar at an Apple store, and they will uh, put that replacement. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly if you send it away or they, I think they do it on the spot. There's some res- repair shops as well, but stick with Apple. So even if you don't have uh, Apple Care, they will replace that battery for you. Mark Saltzman, thank you so much. Appreciate your time as always. Columnist for USA Today, all around tech genius guru, executive correspondent of technology for the Gary and Shannon Show. Thanks, guys. Good luck on TV. We'll see you on television. (laughs) Thank you. Give us a give us a give us a shout out. Shout out. All right. Maybe not a shout, but like touch your ear or something, and that'll be your sign to us. (laughs) Just you got it. Watch for it. Tell Michaela. (laughs) Say uh, I just did the interview on KFI with Gary and Shannon, and she'll go. You're asking for too much. (laughs) You're right. Maybe just touch your ear. Okay, Mark. Thanks. All right. (laughs) Thanks. Quick breaking news alert. They're saying that the the Colorado State Capitol in Denver is on lockdown. Because police are responding to reports of shots fired. At this point, it's just reports of shots fired. No injuries to anyone have been found. Uh, The police department says there's a large police presence uh, on the scene there. Uh, Again, no reported injuries or anything like that. They're just putting it out there for traffic purposes at at this point. Um, Also, it's cold out there. Well, (laughs) not here. This has been fun to uh, to watch, only because we don't have to be in it. 18 inches of snow from the Carolinas to Maine, hurricane-forced winds, things, everything's shut down, schools, offices, transportation systems. 
They say that this storm, by the way, is going to be followed immediately by a blast of face-stinging cold air that will break records, bring wind chills, listen to this, to as low as minus 40 this weekend. That's pretty crazy. They, they're talking about, the, like you said, the hurricane force winds of, of 75, 80 miles an hour in some places. The reason they call this a bomb cyclone, if you haven't heard this yet, the reason they call it a bomb cyclone is because the pressure, the barometric pressure drops like a bomb over the course of 24 hours. That's why they call it that. The bombogen, bombogenesis, I think, was the other one that we talked about that Oscar fell in love with. And that is sounds now good. Bombogenesis and cyclogenesis. The one that he's going to have tattooed down his forearm. Right next to his pyrocumulus tattoo. Exactly. So schools have been closed in all of these different areas in New York, New Jersey, Boston, elsewhere. Flights in and out of JFK and LaGuardia suspended. Also, they said 4,000 flights in and out of the U.S. have been canceled because of this, because of the storm. Also, power outages. You know what that means? No heat. It means that in um, they uh, have warming, warming centers, they're going to have a baby boom in the northeast. No, it's too cold for that. You can't get uh, naked. It's freezing. Can I get a what? Okay, so wait, um, you've got no heat on in the house, and you're going to get naked and do that? I'm sorry. <laughs> you can never do that again. You have to have all your okay, clothes doing, on. Not for the baby making. Are you what? Have you? Okay, you go to where it's uh, below 40 below with the wind chill and go make a baby. I'm not outside doing it. Yeah, but you're inside. The power's out. You have no heat. You have all the blankets and all your clothes on bundled up like this. Okay. You even have a I'm new not, scarf on. Here's the thing. If that's going to happen, I would assume it would happen relatively quickly after the power went out because at that point you're like, gosh, what do we do? Can't watch Game of Thrones anymore. Better do something. And I know that's something. A, that's which a great line. Includes <laughs> and a good voice. Is that the voice you use at home? Yes, <laughs> I call that my hot voice. Uh, so what? Uh, I don't know. You think I'm joking? There will be no. a baby boom if the power goes out up and down the East Coast because of this storm. I think there... Even if the power doesn't go out, there will be a baby boom as a result of bombogenesis. Want to give away some money? Love to. Okay. How about $1,000? Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. In Maine, they don't have enough drivers to deliver heating fuel. I don't know how that works, but I don't want to need that heating fuel. That's a that is a very East Coast specifically Northeast thing. Yeah, we don't have to worry about where they where they uh, pump the oil into the basements of the houses. Oh and the, no, no, power the no. furnaces and everything. Mm-mm. We're we're very lucky. I heard uh, this one guy, Mark uh, Schoenberger. He's a NASA engineer. He's your age, forty five. I'm not forty five. Okay, you're forty five tomorrow. So I uh, I think rounding up is okay. Tomorrow's your birthday. Isn't that exciting? 45? The big four, five? And is, it is kind of a milestone, isn't it? Yeah. Are You're you almost 50. Are you silent, angry right now? Nope. <laughs> so, this Mark Schoenberger, 45 year old guy, NASA engineer, he put on his cross country skis 
and made a half-hour trip to the bagel shop for breakfast for his family. That is sweet. That is love. That's nuts. That's soft. That's nuts. In the old days, some guy would, like, trek for three weeks to kill an ox to bring food back for his... True. And this guy's that is soft. strapped on his skis. He should have brought back an animal. All right. Uh, one of the stories that uh, defined last month was this train crash and derailment on the day of a new Amtrak express route from Seattle to Portland designed to take 10 minutes off the whole trip. It was supposed to go a lot faster, and unfortunately it did go too fast through a curve. Um, Alex Stone from ABC News has uh, covered the story extensively and is uh, joining us to talk a little bit more about the National Transportation Safety Board, one of the first reports to come out about this crash. Alex, what's going on? Yeah, guys, so this is uh, the, the first official report to come out. They have to, to issue a, a preliminary report within a, a certain amount of time, and then it'll be probably another year or so before they come out with an official cause of what actually caused the, the, the crash. But what they know so far is what they put in this very quick preliminary report. Bottom line, there's not a, a major bombshell here, mainly because the biggest news coming out of this report is the NTSB says they still have not interviewed the engineer or the conductor, who both of them were up in the locomotive uh, of the the, uh, the train, that they have not been able to interview them because they are too injured, that they are not in a, a position, in a, a medical position where they can be interviewed, mm. and the NTSB has not gotten any information this out of them. seems fishy as hell. This smells to me of <laughs> union... Union people not wanting to let their people get in, be interviewed until the stories can get straight or something. I may be reading into a Denzel Washington movie, but it just sounds odd. I mean, the, it's, uh, too much time has passed. I mean, you would think you'd want to preserve all of the details. And people forget things from day to day, especially if they've been injured. Yeah, well, the NTSB, they won't say what's going on here, but quite often uh, unions do get involved and there's uh, some delay tactics that can sometimes be employed. And uh, the, the NTSB will tell you they don't really care. They just want to eventually sit down with an engineer or with uh, the captain of a flight or with a bus driver whenever they're investigating these uh, these crashes. But they say they will eventually sit down with them. They will eventually get the information. Other uh, tidbit from this uh, report uh, we had been talking about, remember this all comes down to that curve of that they were going 78 miles an hour they were coming up on a 30-mile-per-hour curve. But we now know that there are two 30-mile-per-hour speed limit signs that remind the crew that the speed limit is reducing coming up. So there were two warning signs saying, hey, slow down this train. And the train apparently blew right past those and then went into the curve at 78 miles an hour. Hadn't the engineer driven the same stretch of track, too, before? Yeah, uh, the engineer had done a number of test runs, according to Amtrak, where they had gotten ready that on, with an empty train. And then uh, we don't know if it was this engineer or a different engineer. Somebody drove the train on a, a VIP trip uh, only a, a couple of days before uh, this accident trip actually happened. But we know a couple of things about the engineer from the NTSB now that we didn't know before. He is 55 years old. He's been working for Amtrak since 2004. Uh, he has a, a clean record, we understand, uh, and that the, the conductor, who was also in the, the cab at the time, uh, 48 years old, been working for Amtrak since 2010. So these were not newbies. These were people who had been around for quite some time and, and had been working for Amtrak for a while. 
There was a, uh, a unique uh, line, and I don't know if uh, this is news to me, the conductor trainee who was in this, this 48-year-old who was in the lead locomotive, yeah, filed a lawsuit, apparently. I mean, it detailed. The reason I say that is because of this, the story I read out of Como in Seattle said that he um, he suffered multiple broken ribs, a fractured clavicle, serious internal injuries, as you would imagine if he was in the lead locomotive that went off the tracks. But yeah. he said that in a lawsuit that was filed this week. Yeah, and if he can say that in a lawsuit, why can't he say that to investigators? Right. That we we don't we don't know that at this point. And uh, all the NTSB will say is that they haven't been able to to sit down with them and. Uh, they may be waiting until the engineer is good to go to, to send an investigator in and try to talk to both of them. They may be wanting to talk to the engineer first for some reason. Uh, they they aren't giving those details. But uh, even though uh, that apparently well enough to file a lawsuit, that isn't well enough to talk to the NTSB. Are you upset that you didn't get assigned to the East Coast? <laughs> you mean the snowstorm? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm perfectly I'll, – I'll, I'll stay on the West. I'm out here. <laughs> Alex, thank you. You got it. Thanks, guys. Alex, Alex Stone, Stone there. Yeah, the latest on this uh, NTSB report on the crash, that, that train crash. That smells like hell to me. Uh, there are a couple of breaking stories uh, to update you on. Number one was the one that Shannon was telling you about, the uh, shooting uh, shots fired, I should say, the report of shots fired um, the outside the Capitol building in Denver. Witnesses told the Denver Post that it happened outside the Capitol. Uh, he saw gunshots or heard gunshots coming from a vehicle towards the Capitol building. A state patrolman was telling bystanders in the Capitol there in Denver that there were 15 to 20 shots but no injuries. They said several shell casings could be seen on the north side of Colfax on some of the westbound lanes there right alongside the Capitol building. Again, that's in Denver. But the lockdown has been lifted there. The lockdown has been lifted, but the, they said the cops wanted to see everybody's hands. Uh, they believe that there may have been one witness said that there may have been a shooter coming from a bus at that point. So that's one of the stories. The other one is out of Wall Street. The Dow has closed above 25,000 for the first time. We were talking about Jeff Sessions' comments taking sort of a, 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 a drag on some of the marijuana and marijuana-related stocks. That didn't stop the Dow from closing up 152 points at 25,075. And then the White House tell-all book by Michael Wolf that we've been talking about for two days, Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House, is going to hit bookshelves early, even though the publisher and the author had been hit by a cease-and-desist letter from the president's lawyers. Are you going to buy the book? No. No. All right. Coming up next, we've got a collection of, oh, what would you say? Oh, they're science-y stories. Yes, they're, they're all science-y. Some of them are odd. Maybe we'll come up with a name when we come back. Like queer science? That, it's probably not the right word. I mean, there's probably other people who don't like What's the word for tie penis whitening? Because that's what we're going to be talking about. Gary and Shannon. All you. KFI AM 640. <laughs> Remember how John sent us a picture at the beginning of the show from Connecticut? He just sent us another one. It looks even colder. From Connecticut again? Yeah. Beautiful backyard. Wendy also sent one from Boston. Somebody stuck in, a, in an intersection. 
I mean, that looks like it's not been oh plowed, that gosh. intersection, but there have been cars that go through there. One of my friends lives in Boston. She said she was going out with the dog to shovel snow. And we haven't heard from her in seven hours. Well, I was going <laughs> to. Yeah, that's the thing. She's buried. I was thinking we should have her on the show. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll have her on tomorrow. Oh, she comes back. snow is miserable. That was not bad. Shoveling I, snow. No. You know why you say that? Because you don't live in a place that, that typically has snow. True. Yeah. I mean, the times when when I lived in Seattle and it would snow, it was unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, but and for the most part, people would just quit. I mean, they yeah. would, like throw their hands up and just say, I can't do it. Yeah. And they'd just stay home, which was fine because those of us who did go to work and were smart enough to drive slowly in conditions that were somewhat treacherous yeah. it was fine. It was a nightmare in New York. Yeah, when nightmare. there's that much snow. They shut down the subways, the 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 ones that go above ground. So the underground ones are okay. But if they go above ground and it's snowing really hard, blizzard conditions, they'll shut it all down. And then people that live in Brooklyn or Queens or the Bronx, anywhere basically outside of Manhattan, they're screwed. Yeah, but you get the day off. No, you don't. Not if you work in news. They're like, oh, we're going to put you in a hotel or wherever. Oh, God. And you have to trudge a couple blocks <laughs> That's in, the worst. That, in that snow. And Chris and Little's on the phone, and he's like, you're going to go. <laughs> You've got no say. Did you guys ever do? I am the captain now. Snow yeah. coverage? <laughs> Gary and Shannon, do you guys ever do snow coverage? Well, like I said, in Seattle, it was yeah. unusual yeah, enough it, that, yeah. that you could, it would, it would cripple that city. Was it a lot of snow? No, or just, no it was oh, okay. never more than say four or five inches over the yeah. course of a day That's and a, a half. Lot. Or something. Yeah, I remember. So it's like when we talk about rain here, it was it was yes. like a cute novelty thing. <laughs> it yeah. was like it would snow one day, and you'd go out and report on it. And, right. Oh, look at there's a kid trying to build a snowman. Ha ha ha! Look at that but, fellow <laughs> trying to ski down the street. <laughs> right, right, right. But that was it. And the yeah. the problem was that traffic was always a nightmare because people didn't know how to how to handle it. They yeah. didn't. Mm. They right. weren't prepared for it. They didn't know what to Oddly, do. Oddly, people don't know how to. Drive in the rain in Seattle. That is a strange thing. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. Well, we wanted to pile on some of these stories that we've uh, been able to find that are sort of in the science file. That didn't sound strange. Right. Strange. Oh, strange science. Yeah. Strange science. It's alive. It's like weird science, but strange. I've got to. I've got to jump right. Oh no, we should save it for John, huh? Yeah, we got it. Oh, okay, save I'll save the penis whitening story. Can we, can we talk about the raw water thing? Yes. So, watching Naked and Afraid, one of the um... this is Gary. By the way, let me just <laughs> run down Gary's cue for you. Uh, my six hundred pound life check intervention. Check. Naked and Afraid. Yeah, that's and Doctor Pimple Popper. Oh, I haven't watched it yet, but you recorded yeah, but you're it. Going to? I just recorded it, and more for my daughter <laughs> than for me, but I recorded it. Um. One of the things on Naked and Afraid and Survivor and those, you know, out in the wilderness type shows is you got to find a good source of clean water because you drink bad water and it'll it'll ruin you. It'll give you a liquidation sale, um, and which can be life threatening out there in those conditions. Well, there is a, a new trend called raw water, water that hasn't been filtered or treated or Ugh. processed in any way. Now, the thing is, depending on the source of raw water... It can it's be fine. magical. It can be fine. Yeah. Well, you you tell what your magical thing was with raw water. I drank water off a glacier in Alaska, and the hiking guy, the guy that like led us on this hike up the the glacier, was like, "You've got to try this water." And I'm thinking, 
it's water. What's the big? I've got water. No, 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 no. You've got to try this glacier water. And it was true. I mean, you took a couple sips of that and it was like you were brand new. I mean, I don't know what, what it was, but it was so pure and it gave you almost like a jolt of energy. And we Is were saving that what we bought. We took two, we got two bottles, filled up two bottles with it and we're saving, like rationing it because it was so good. Do you still have some of that? No. Oh. Years ago. <laughs> it's in a glass case. In yeah. People, I, I have a vial around my neck. People have uh, misgivings about tap water, about the water that is provided to us through our pipes, most of us where we live. And they don't like water treatment plants and water treatment processes and additives. They don't like the fluoride, whatever it is, uh, as well as people that want to preserve the natural substances that are found in water that's not then stripped away through those processes. The The... I mean, we know that the water in our system is not perfect, but believe me, if you've ever been to a place without fresh, reliable running water, our water is perfect. And then you get into discussions of stories like Flint, Michigan or something like that, where we've been able to improve public health uh, a ridiculous amount over the course of 150 years. And there are still people who kind of want to go back. They want to turn back the clock and get to this thing. But when water isn't treated... It carries with it naturally occurring chemicals and germs that can make us sick, that can cause disease outbreaks. And I'm not saying I wouldn't try it, but they're saying it's not uh, it's not the magical glacier water elixir that Shannon thinks it is all the time. It can be. Can we talk about the cost of raw water? Oh, yeah. A lot. Is that what you're getting at? I'm trying to find the figure. <laughs> I had it earlier. It's like $65 a bottle or something. Um, oh, here it is. 2.5 gallons for about 40 bucks. Yeah. But it's only cost you 15 bucks to refill them. But I just think that's not a good call. But this is what like kind of one of those. Are they using? This is one of those goop things, you know, like uh, the latest goop trend. And pay through the news, or n- through the news, through the nose. <laughs> to uh, well, that's pretty. To good, get raw isn't water, it? I bet you yeah. Gwyneth has tried raw water. Oh, uh, sure. Blake, to answer your question, it would have to be a glass bottle, because they would but never gl- put raw water into a plastic bottle. But a glass and run the bottle, risk of would that really cost twenty five bucks for a glass bottle? No, no, it's not it's about, not about the, bottle. the bottle. It's about the water. No, my point, though, is you said refills 15, yeah. which makes the glass bottle 25. Sure. Well, it's just a way of getting you to re... It's like getting a growler. What if they told you... Get refleeced. What if they told you it was farm-to-table glass? Mm, I love like, farm-to-table like glass. Like lo- locally sourced silicone that made the glass, or silicon that made the glass. We should do a maple mid-morning, whatever that yeah, is, a on uh, <laughs> farm-to-table glass. Arm to table. That sounds great. Glass. Okay. With raw water. Coming in it. up next, one of my favorite stories always in the new year is what the latest medical crazes are, what people are doing to their bodies, what we can look forward to in 2018. And the latest crazes, among them, penis whitening. Okay. I, I'll tell you all about it when we come back. I know it's my birthday, but. It's your birthday tomorrow. We won't do any stories about penis whitening on your birthday. We will also not get gift cards for me to go to Thailand. to get. Oh, you don't want to see the lady boys? You can do other things in Thailand. (laughs) I quit. Gary and Shannon. I'm watching me.
talking about some strange science stories. Before we get to your favorite, we're, we're going to get to the uh, Tiangong One. Is that the 3D vagina? No, no. Oh. Tiangong One is a Chinese space station. Oh. Expected to come back to Earth. Very different. In the very, very fast comeback to Earth, as a matter of fact. Uh, but according to Aerospace Corporation, federally funded research center here in California, they say that this 9.4 ton Chinese space station, Tiangong 1, will come down sometime in the beginning of March. Uh, it's hard to exactly predict where, or I should say when, which would then tell us where. But they said that they're pretty confident that humanity will likely be spared. Andrew Abram, a member of the team behind the analysis, says it's most probably will not harm anyone. Most probably. But he can't give us 100% certainty that when Tiangong One comes back into um, the atmosphere that it wouldn't break up and hit you on the head. Speaking of harming somebody, <clears throat> I understand the need to. Oh, my, he put an freshen, entire list of things freshen up in here. You know, you want to, you want to, new year, new you. You know, maybe you get a new face cream, maybe you go to Dr. Rispler, maybe you hit the gym, but you should probably leave your penis and your nipples alone. Unfortunately, that's not happening. These are two of the newest. You got to come back. You can't. The show's not. I'm looking at Deborah because I'm trying to figure out if when is an appropriate time for me to say something. Go ahead. Okay. I want to hear what you have to say oh, about I this. Have, uh, zero to say about this. Two of the biggest hits in uh. 2018: uh, penis whitening procedures and areola uh, reductions. Wait, Shannon, can I ask you a question? Why- um, okay. <laughs> Why does somebody want to whiten their penis? I don't know. Excellent. I question, mean, have you Deborah? ever? Oh, I should try. There are parts. Face. No, I'll, and I'll answer this one. I'll ask uh-uh. you. You have a penis. I mean, do you want it to be white? You're talking to me, right? Yeah. I mean, most people can't see which face, yeah. which direction your face was looking at that point. You you know, not I'm not going to ask that question. To Deborah, you were saying that to me. It's 2018. I can't ask that question this at work This clinic anymore. in Bangkok says I'll ask it. I'll get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> who looks at it and says it needs... Man, that's just too dark. Yeah. Uh, they're saying that... Uh, okay. People, <laughs> people are just uncomfortable with their bodies sometimes. A television Gary. station at, in Thailand did a story about this, and the hospital released images of a man undergoing the oh. lightning treatment. Do you have the pictures? No, I'm not. You can't see it. He's covered with a sheet. He's tented. They're saying more than 100 men a month yeah. are coming in to get the penis whitening service. They say it's caused a stir in Thailand. Uh, social me it's huge on social media. Skin it's- skin whitening ads in Southeast Asia are not new. This also started taking place in um it caught hold in India as well, where people were trying to lighten their skin for social reasons. Well, in Bangkok at Lilux Hospital, they started offering this treatment six months ago because a guy came in and he was complaining of dark parts on his groin. Okay. And then I guess they started offering it, and everyone's like, ah, I wish my penis was whiter, too. I don't think anyone ever says that. Um, they say they do need to be careful because it is a sensitive part of the body. Duh. Most clients were aged between 22 and 55. Oh, you've got 10 more years to get yours done. 
22 to 55. Why are you laughing? I I, I just, this is the craziest story I think I've ever heard. (laughs) No, there's there's one, there's another procedure in here that's. Do you want to know how they do it? Yeah. They 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 use a very small laser. And they just. Okay, making that noise with a laser does not change the color. Now, the same hospital last year started making headlines with a cosmetic procedure called 3D Vagina. What? Where they would take fat from other parts of your body and put it there. Okay, I'm a woman, as you are, Shannon. I don't get that either. No. Uh, The whitening service (laughs) costs about $650. Well, that's kind of a deal. That is a deal for five sessions. Hey, if you're going to go get your penis whitened, don't look for a deal. Will it glow in the dark? If if you're getting something done to your penis, I say pay top dollar. Like, you go big. Like, find the best, most expensive penis doctor that you can find. That's the place that does it, and it just happens to be a deal. Mm. It should never be a deal if it's a service (laughs) on the, the penis. I think we're done. I think we're done. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> you did well, kind of skip over the areola reduction story. And I as wanted well. to know more about the 3D vagina, too. Nope. We're not going to learn any more about that today. <laughs> but it's like the, Botox in the lips, basically. The, 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 I, the okay. areolas, uh, if you think, the look on Gary's face right now, by the way, is like my favorite thing all year. Um, but all year. All year. Best look all so year. So far, all year. Um, the areola thing is one I really don't understand. Like, your nipples are fine. Thank you. Just leave them the way they are. There's a reason it's that all they fine. are what they are, where they are, right? and the size they are. You do you. You do your own areolas. I'm fine with it. Fine with it. Do you think John was listening in the office and decided not to come in? Started, I was just going to ask you that. Coming like, down I'm, the not hallway. I'm not going in there. Oh, it's crazy. I'll have to ask him about that. Oh, will you? Please. Yes, I will. Coming right. up after your news, you Deborah should, will ask John about your copy the penis oh, I'll leave the penis whitening on his keyboard. Okay. Excellent. That's a good idea. All right. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Stay dry, everybody. Well, goodbye. And don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven, because it hasn't. Gary and Shannon. Home, where families connect and memories are made. Find your new home with PenFed, a mortgage partner who brings confidence and value to your home buying experience. They offer low rates and no lender fees and can even help you find a real estate agent through their trusted partners. Let PenFed bring you home. Visit PenFed.org slash home or call 1-800-970-7766. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.